What a piece of music that is. Very special piece of music this time this week. What's going on, guys? And welcome to yet another episode, a very special episode I've already alluded to, of Burying Fake News. A huge thank you to all the fine folk who downloaded and got involved with last week's show, the Legion of Lewis, Marielle's Militia, the Battalion of Burying Fake News. We're available all over the internet. Tell your friends, try the waitress, tip your veal. But for those of you who are new to the show, my name's Lewis, and I'm the very soon-to-be Dr. G. This is Burying Fake News, the show dedicated to fact-checking, smashing, breaking, beating, and all the other B-words I can think of because I love alliteration, fake news, crappy social media posts that shouldn't be social media, and as ever, to join me in this crusade, it's my missus, my carer, the boss, Lafa, the queen of Burying Fake News. She has no idea that I'm about to read a bit of a letter out to me. She's the top Nobel laureate of the all-round Goodag publications. It's Mariella. Mariella, welcome back to, as I said earlier, a very special episode of Bearing Fake News. Oh, I'm happy to be here. What makes this episode super special? It's our last one for a couple of weeks. A few weeks, even. Oh my goodness. I am shocked. I can't believe we've already been, you know, where we're at this point now. That's right, we are taking a little bit of a hiatus because I've got to go and travel around the world and get married and do all the other things that a man's got to do. We will be back live with our first episode on the 5th of October 2020, is the plan. Yay! It'll be very exciting and we will keep you guys updated on what goes on. I'll be a a married man when, when the people hear my voice next. Well, maybe it'll change your voice. I don't know. I got a I got a sexy voice. I don't think it needs to change. If anything, it needs to get more velvety. Oh my goodness! Maybe you'll be more like, yes, dear, yes, dear. <laughs> I'm getting married. I'm not getting a lobotomy. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the same thing. <laughs> anyway, let's just take care of a bit of housekeeping. Part of that was the big announcement that we are going to be away for a few weeks. But I know you're going to miss us, so I will keep up. Uh, appearances on on social media so you can stay in touch. When Mariella left many, many moons ago, she left me a few letters, things to open when I was sad, when I was happy, (laughs) when I missed her. I'll, you know, I'll read a few. When you're really missing me, when you're upset with me, when it's Christmas season, when the distance is getting to you and you want some love and reassurance, when you need to know how proud I am of you. And this is the sort of person she is, because she is just absolutely spiffing. And I think of the 10 or 12 letters Maria left me, I think I opened one or two. I can't Typical remember. guy. I put so much effort into them. And I, I put them all to one side, and I thought, oh, that's brilliant. And then over time, things have piled up and piled over and piled around them. And I kind of forgot about them until I've just discovered them now looking for some paperwork. <laughs> and one of the letters... <laughs> What are the letters? Here it is. Open when? It's 2020! And I thought, this would be really interesting, because not only is it now nine months since 2020, (laughs) this was written before we knew what 2020 was going to be like, before all our plans got ixnayed and everyone else's plans around the world got ixnayed. And obviously it just goes on about how great I am, how lucky she is, and how you know she's going to serve me as a a wonderful wife to the day she drops dead, as she should Mm -hmm. too, and that... uh, Everything I say goes, blah, 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 blah. There was a, there was a quote in there that I do want to read out. Uh, and I, you know, oh, naivety. 2020 has as many great things in store for us. Getting married, which still is happening. Figuring out this visa thing, eh, still happening. Moving to the UK for you, still happening. And starting our life. I think all of that that we are doing is definitely not what you envisioned when you wrote that line, is it? I had no idea what 2020 had in store for us. I'm quite the optimist. I like, you know, New Year's resolutions, and I like, you know, thinking about all the wonderful things and stuff like that. I did not plan for this to happen. But at least, you know, I was vague about it. We've got great things in store for us. I'm sure Alexander the Great was not great for everyone, but that's just what we call it, right? So, you you did go <laughs> on to say, "quote I've had many wonderful years for diverse reasons, but 2020 is one heck of an adventure already." Well, it has been an adventure. Well, y- y- you weren't far off the mark. 
I keep it vague enough so I can kind of fit it to my purpose. So I'm still happy to be here. You know, our plans got a little bit ixnate, as you call them. And, but we're still moving forward. And with some luck on our side, I think we should still be able to, you know, work through that. And then towards the end, it goes on to finish. I hope all your dreams, hopes and goals come true this year. Well, at least the goals. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think when we were all wishing each other a happy new year back in nine months ago, no one really envisioned this. No. You know, and, and I think we've all kind of, and it's not, you know, just a group of people who have been suffering through this. We've all been going through, you know, what's Hey, we mock, we joke, we're still alive. We're very lucky. A lot of people aren't who should be. Yeah, absolutely, you know. So, and for me personally, I think, you know, once we count our blessings of what we do have, it's been very interesting to see how, you know, the scientific community and the population in general has responded to very fast thinking, very fast innovation, very fast discoveries. We're still really like, you know, on top of things and pushing ourselves to the limit in every sense, trying to find a way to get back to our normal lives, right? So, I'm sure there are good things that will come out of this too eventually. Mm, absolutely. There were so many possible entries there for a transition. Let's go for scientific innovation and keeping on top of things. Well, wait, that's a different transition. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> scientific innovation, uh, moving us on to what's going on now. Subject of today's episode and genetically modified mosquitoes, not to be confused with those little insects that communicate by secret code, morse mosquitoes. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Shall I just get to this? That, that that joke fell flatter than a plate full of piss. So uh, I'll, I'll start, shall I? Yes, genetically modified mosquitoes. I know nothing about this. I did see the news piece. I know nothing about how you genetically modify a mosquito or why you would do that. Well, prepare to be enlightened. As, as those southern pastors in church say, I know, I, you know, they got that, I know something you don't know, and I'm going to smarten you up, boy. Ooh, okay, smarten me up then. So, there was a plan to release about 750 million genetically modified mosquitoes over Florida Keys in 2021, and this was approved by the Environmental Protection Agency and various Florida regulatory authorities um, following some successful data. Predictably, activists who reject science, the dribbling morons who tweet crap that we take piss out of, and we'll be getting to that later on, and, you know, kind of the reason the show exists, are attacking this decision. Basically, the genetically modified mosquito will help combat the invasive, the Aedes aegypti mosquito, which carries lots of dangerous diseases. It carries Zika, Dengue, and it passes it to humans. Yeah, yeah. There have been numerous cases of Zika virus infections in South Florida, and because of the lack of effective preventative vaccines and treatments, public health officials have looked at alternative methods to prevent the Zika virus. The most effective way is to eliminate the carriers of this virus, the mosquitoes. Yeah, um, you know, and in Mexico we deal a lot with that because we have a lot of dengue, and it is such an issue, obviously, and I think just because of how like the transmission mosquito to mosquito of uh, these things make it so, so hard to combat because, you know, on our rainy season, I'm drain. I'm trying to drain our fountains and our recipients every single day, but every single day it fills up and it's just such oh, a disaster. careful, sweetie. Your, your, your first world problems and, you know, <laughs> your, your elitism is showing there. Well, you, you know, like it's it's like it's, it's oh, I've got to go and clean problems. out the fountains, and then I've got to go and mow the field where the polo ponies roam free. There are no polo ponies, but it's a, it's a hard job to do, and it's hard to stay on top of controlling these things. To be honest, yeah, there are a few a few articles about GMO mosquitoes. Some people, if you look online, you'll find a lot of idiots calling them Frankenskitos, which is a huge misuse of both genetic modification of the mosquito and a, a, a also a big misunderstanding of the Frankenstein myth. It, it's a scare tactic, and I want to really look into the real science behind these genetic modified mosquitoes and why it will save humans. Yeah, well, it's a really cool name. I will give them that. But yes, take us to the science part of this, please. So I'm going to go all about genetically modified mosquitoes in as general and as user-friendly way as I can. 
why use genetically modified mosquitoes, then I'm going to answer or address some of those GMO denier or GMO activist arguments, summarize, and as last week, the, the citations proved to here. I've got a few citations where, where you can go and read more if you choose to. Okay, so I want to start at the start and just say this was a, an innovative, small UK-based biotech company, and I'll just say that one more time, a UK company. No, I'm just so an innovative, small, but effective UK-based biotech company called Oxitec developed genetically modified mosquitoes, which were always males, that would mate with wild females. After mating with the genetically modified males, the females would produce offspring that cannot survive to adults. The males have a gene which passes to the next generation, which causes them to require an antibiotic, tetracycline, and anyone who has ever been a teenager with acne will be familiar with tetracycline. In their, it requires that in their diet to survive. Tetracycline is not a compound that is commonly found in nature, like the blood of mammals, which are the food source for these mosquitoes. Over time, with multiple releases of males, the population of the Aedes aegypti mosquito, which is one of the two vectors along with the Aedes albopictus, I believe, uh, for transmitting Zika and dengue fever to humans, would fall. After the release of these genetically modified mosquitoes, the population of the mosquito would reduce to a level where transmission of the virus would be slowed or effectively stopped. Of course, there'd be other benefits to eliminating the mosquito, since the Aedes aegypti are also the vector for other serious tropical diseases, as a paper by Chikungoya goes on to state, and removing or eliminating the mosquito could have some wonderful side effects. And I will, will give you the name of that paper later. So why use genetically modified mosquitoes? The benefits of this type of control are tremendous. So really importantly, these genetically modified mosquitoes allow mosquito control districts to avoid completely or severely reduce the use of insecticides, which have significant more risk to the environment and to humans than any imagined fake you know, beliefs about genetically modified mosquitoes. Additionally, the insecticides may have unintended consequences by harming other species of insects that may actually provide a benefit to the enviro environment, to the ecosystem. Frankenskitos only hurt one species of mosquito. And the other thing is, when I was going through tweets of the week later on, I was finding tweets by people saying, I live in Florida, I'm fed up with breathed insecticides. This is, they can release as many as they like if it removes that. So the insecticide use is really important and also because the genetically modified mosquito only lives on only lives one generation about two to four ish weeks they and the next generation will perish because of the lack of the tetracycline nutrient insecticides can last for much longer periods of time in the environment locally so it can have a, a long-lasting and repetitive effect to the ecosystem. The other method of reducing mosquito population is the sterile insect technique. It's called SIT in literature. This method relies upon radiation sterilized males, which are then released into infested areas to mate. Unfortunately, the radiation weakens the males, so they don't really mate in the numbers sufficient to eliminate the mosquito population, and it's been shown ineffective. That's pretty crazy. Um, I was thinking then so does that mean that if it only lasts one generation it would kind of have to be like a yearly sort of vaccination scheme where you'd have to periodically release those mosquitoes again and again to make sure that it was under control you would keep an eye on their overall population numbers and it may not have to be a year-to-year -year thing but more of a staggered every three or four years depending on the rate of reproduction so mm -hmm. this a lot of this goes back if we, if we talk back to 2016, and this was well before President Pigshit was messing with the independence of the FDA, the FDA had found that the GM mosquito will have no significant impact on humans or the environment, and I can link you to a PDF on that as well. And then we get to the GMO denier arguments. 
of course, several years of testing the trolls and dweebs and derelict, haunched over, angry people on the internet are still very much opposed to the release of these mosquitoes. During the commenting phase of the FDA's decision, which you know was mentioned above, there were complaints just flooding the FDA from quote concerned citizens who likely are nothing not even Americans sometimes that have caused a delay in the decision on the release of these mosquitoes because this was going back a long time now. One of those useless petitions on change.org is pushing pseudoscience and outright misinformation about the genetically modified mosquito. And at last check, this sadly had over 234,000 signatures, which means absolutely nothing to anybody. But let's remember that 234,000 people must think junk science is more important than saving human lives. That's Mm -hmm. the bit I don't get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here are some more ridiculous pseudo-scientific claims of the anti-GMO crowd. Um, there is actually a, a Facebook group I found called I Fucking Hate Pseudoscience. I was going to invite you to it, sweetie. Everybody go join it. It is it is a wonderful uh, Facebook group. Yeah, sounds good. So, what about the native species of Florida Keys bats? Are there any studies being conducted to see if mosquitoes will harm the native bat population? The bats are not... I love that it sounds like a tweet of the week already. <laughs> <laughs> so the bats are not particular about the species of mosquito they eat. And if Aedes aegypti is eliminated by this method, it will be replaced by another less dangerous species, which will be just as tasty to those bats. And the genetically modified <laughs> mosquitoes will also be tasty. It is not going to be any problem. It won't cause any harm in, to bats in any way imaginable. These are the arguments I found. These are the main ones, most common. Mm-hmm. And speaking about the Florida Key bats, let's get more. Let's get more bats. They'll eat the mosquitoes. No, they won't. It's the same sort of fantasy to believe that you could fill the environment with a predator to eliminate all the prey. If they did that, the predators would all die. And besides, bats, in the numbers necessary to remove every mosquito, has its own health and environmental issues. Because we did. I was going to say this bats. is kind of <laughs> this is kind of ironic given the situation we're in with the coronavirus. I mean, you know, no offense to bats, we love them, but are people in Florida seriously saying we want more bats around? Yep. For this, I mean, yep. like you said, oh gosh, oh this is crazy. Another argument. The mosquito DNA is going to get injected into humans with unknown consequences. It's nearly impossible to take this claim seriously. If this was possible, we would have become mosquitoes millions of years ago. (laughs) Or cornstalks, or beef cattle, or just about anything else we'd consume. Foreign DNA cannot be immediately incorporated into the human genome unless you are inventing some very new kind of science. A foreign DNA particle injected into the bloodstream by a mosquito would not be immediately incorporated into the human genome, spread through every cell, immediately killing us. No, the immune system would identify the particle as foreign and eliminate it. And that's the end. Ooh. That's really funny. Part two. The mosquito DNA is going to get injected into humans with unknown consequences. Male mosquitoes are the only ones genetically modified. Don't bite. They only like flower nectar. They do not suck blood. That's why they were chose. So (laughs) even if you believed that genes magically, fucking God knows how, pass from the mosquito to the humans, it would never happen because you would never get bitten by one. Male mosquitoes do not drink blood. Yeah, it's only the females that, that do. So I'm kind of thinking it's it's kind of like a dynamic, um, kind of like uh, analogous to the human HPV vaccine where you think instead of trying to prevent women from getting it, if you injected all men, we wouldn't be able to have, to have that transmission so it wouldn't be passed on, right? So if you modify the males when it's reproduced, then the females cannot carry that um 
that virus or, you know, the dengue or the chikungunya or anything like that simply because it's not there. That's super interesting. Very interesting. And then another very common one I found was bioengineered genes will pass to the bats. Precisely how this claim is biologically possible, I don't know. You know, see my answer previously. DNA, RNA within food and sources. And why are they so concerned do... about the bats all of a sudden? Because <laughs> they, they, they read things and they just clutch at thin air to make it fit their theory. They, they don't get their theory from the data. They get their theory, then find bits hmm. of... They cherry-pick data to bolster it. But again, <laughs> you don't... DNA, RNA, it's not transferred through the consumption of species. It's biologically impossible and betrays a high degree of <laughs> biological ignorance for anybody who believes that. And on top of that, I, I mean, and I'm sure we'll get into this a bit later, but we've been genetically modifying things for such a long time. Like you said, at this point, we would have become corn stalks or something else, or we would have had some serious effects, you know, if this was true. So. Well, not even. Well, <laughs> that know? argument would imply it doesn't matter if it's genetically modified or not. Mm-hmm. Just it, it's mm-hmm. genome. Yes, we've been genetically modifying almost everything you eat from the from the grocers, from you know wheat and bread. Yeah, yeah. There's mm-hmm. so much of it's genetically modified, and for right reasons because there's so many mouths to feed. We can't just have organic apples where you have a forty percent crop yield, when with one change you get a ninety percent crop yield. Larger apples. Mm-hmm. Well, I digress. Yeah, yeah. The world. Health organization, by no means in the the pocket of of big pharma, big chemical, big mosquito, has requested that regulatory agencies emphasize quote science based case by case targeted requirements with a degree of practical parsimony, instead of relying on a quote a precautionary approach that can require data to address all theoretical risks. In other words. Quit delaying technology that can help mankind because of an oversensitivity to political debates that can be largely dismissed by real science. And that's what we've seen here. Wow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are no convincing arguments, at least from a scientific point of view, that genetically modified mosquitoes pose any danger to humans, other animals, plant life, the environment, anything. This is based on science, not pseudoscience, not opinion, not junk science. Facts. We have mountains of scientific evidence that support the fact that mosquito-borne illnesses like Zika, like Dengue, harm and kill human beings. Those are unassailable facts. Yeah, and I was going to get into this, you know, um, thinking that I guess people don't really understand like how bad mosquito-borne diseases really are. I mean, just to put into context, you've worked um, on malaria, haven't you, Lou? Um, yes, I have, yes. And malaria, I mean, I recently found out, has killed half of the population that has ever existed on the planet. It is It's killed more deadly. people than all the wars combined. Absolutely. It is incredibly deadly. Dengue is very deadly here. We've got, and then you've got very serious, these are very serious things, and they're also very hard to control because of the transmission, right? So um, as far as I'm concerned, the problem is that you can have a one mosquito and it sucks on blood and, you know, it can pass on if it's got that the dengue or any sort of, um, you know, virus or bacteria, I don't know what it is, and it, it passes on to its eggs, right? So then you kind of have a whole new generation of these dengue-filled uh, mosquitoes popping out left and right. So we actually can't do much about the disease itself. And, you know, like I said, like coming from a country where we make an effort to clear out our recipients, to drain swamps that also has like, you know, a big impact on the environment itself. You can do everything you can. Use mosquito spray, the amount of mosquito spray I use all the time, or wear long sleeves. like that. It's still not enough. It's not enough. And when I first heard about this, mosquito modifying i thought that's genius you tackle things from the very root of it right absolutely 
we have so much evidence that yeah we have and there is so much supporting evidence to say that these frankenskinos can save lives substantially reducing the numbers of the disease carrying mosquitoes and they are also unassailable facts regulators either at state local or federal level have stood up for real science and firmly rejected more or less the ridiculous populist rhetoric that attempts to create these pseudoscientific roadblocks out of for, for no reason at all yeah. these mosquito-borne diseases harm humans we have a rather elegant and i i think quite a wonderfully simple uh, it's so simple i wish i'd have thought of it, it. Is, safe solution yeah, to prevent the spread so of the disease elegant because you kind of let nature do its thing right you modify one tiny thing in it and then you just let nature take its course and that is so much better than trying to drain swamps or you know spilling insecticides everywhere you know actually doing Did you say drain the swamps yeah i'm not even joking like in places i know they drain sound like swamps. A- Republican <laughs> fucking supporter. Oh well, that's not what I mean. I mean literally draining swamps or big like bodies of water. But um, I think maybe people get kind of freaked out because we don't really understand what genetically modifying is. Um, could you explain to us maybe what genetically modifying something is like? Genetically modifying something is to take its core DNA base and change it somehow. Change it. This is add something or take something away from it. Yes, completely. It's a field of biotechnology, if you like. And as I said earlier, most produce we eat has been genetically modified. Mm-hmm. And it's the process of altering the core DNA, RNA, the genetic makeup of an organism. It has been done for thousands of years, sometimes without even being Bill's being aware of it, through selective breeding of plants and animals, taking your, your finest rams and only breeding your finest, biggest rams with the females. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The terms modified and engineered are often used interchangeably in the context of labelling genetically modified GMO or GM foods. In the food industry, the term refers exclusively to food that has been purposefully engineered and not selectively bred organisms, which is a bit of a strange discrepancy between the consumers and for food and whatnot. But beyond that, it's quite irrelevant. We Dogs were probably likely the first animals that we purposefully genetically modified, um, you know, dating back 30 plus thousand years wild wolves joined our hunter-gatherer ancestors where the canines were domesticated and bred to have increased docility and over thousands of years these wild wolves were no longer wolves we we kind of bred the wolf out and we developed dogs right yeah the earliest known genetically modified plant is wheat because it's such a valuable crop mm-hmm. and According to one article in the Journal of Tradition and Complementary Medicine, ancient farmers selectively bred wheat grasses starting around 9000 BC to create domesticated varieties with larger grains and hardier seeds. By 8000 BC, the cultivation of domesticated wheat had spread from where it originated all through Europe and Asia. And this continued still to what we do today. And corn is experienced some of the most dramatic genetic changes over the past few years. The staple crop was derived from a plant known as Tiocinte. Thank you. Mm -hmm. A wild grass with tiny ears and bore a few kernels. Over time, farmers have selectively bred the Tiocinte grasses to create corn with very large ears bursting with kernels. And this is what genetic modification is. It's not this, you know, crazy man and you know drilling holes in people with a lightning <laughs> rod on the roof and it, it's not yeah or, or people i think most of the time think that it's you know pumping chemicals and you know very toxic elements into these animals there's and nothing toxic is, about it at all no and it's not you know i'd be more i'm still more concerned about antibiotics in my meat or something like that than i am about genetically modified things 
And to be honest, it's, it's safer and, and healthier yeah, to have yeah. genetically modified crops that are resistant to insects than having organic crops that you spray with pesticide insecticides Absolutely. to remove insects. Absolutely. And I think people kind of need to realize that this is the only way we're going to be able to feed the world um, at this rate. Um, but but that's how it how it was was selective breeding. But but today it's more about RNA and DNA interference and transgenics, which is genes taken from one species and implanted into another to introduce a desirable trait. Yeah, absolutely. And these are very like um, very selective, you know, procedures that they're doing. And again, I think a lot of time people just kind of confuse it with like this sort of Frankenstein method of gluing things together and pumping things with chemicals and. It's it's not that. Imagine you have a grass that can grow in the desert, and it, it doesn't need a lot of water. It just loves the desert life. And you can take that piece of DNA that says, I must love desert life, in a whole DNA strand that says, I am a big piece of grass and I must love desert life. You just cut that little bit off, and you put that into wheat. So now you have some wheat that, you know, I am a piece of wheat, and I love desert life. You've got a very sturdy piece of wheat there, and you think how much famine could be avoided if that could be introduced, well, created, introduced into somewhere like Ethiopia, where droughts wouldn't be so devastating because you'd have a crop that could thrive on it, potentially. It's not as simple as that, but it can really help improve our overall quality of life. Yeah, absolutely. And now with the technology of, you know, more than just selective breeding, we can do some really fantastic things. And, you know, back to this mosquito thing. It is such an elegant system. When I was faced with this, like, you know, all these mosquito-borne diseases, I thought, oh my gosh, this is a massive undertaking. You know, what can we do? And with global warming advancing, we're going to start seeing mosquitoes and mosquito-borne diseases move further north and in regions that didn't have mosquito problems before. We need to come up with a solution that is actually sustainable. And when I heard about genetically modified mosquitoes, I thought that is so amazing you are really just you know working yeah. from the very core yeah. of the problem and stopping that reproduction of this the, issue the, the best science the most innovative science in the world is always the simplest and it's always the one you look at and you think i should have thought of that yeah that's absolutely. always the best science absolutely. i said it before and i'll i will maintain that to my to the day i die the best science is always the one where you think i could have thought of that i didn't that's yeah. truly the best science and it's just a shame that with this, there's an elitist anti-biotech, I don't know if elitist is the right word, maybe there's just inbreds, uh, anti, maybe that's offensive to inbreds, because maybe there's people <laughs> out there, you know, marrying their fucking sister thinking, hey, I can't wait for these <laughs> oh <my laughs> GM mosquitoes, but I don't care. These, the anti-biotechnology crowd, that they seem to have one goal in mind, and that's just block anything that doesn't support their narrow-minded view of the planet. They employ naturalistic fallacy or an appeal to nature and some of the bullshit. The only right way to help humanity shouldn't include biotechnology because it's not natural. And this is the kind of arrogance that leads to deaths and will continue to lead to deaths until it's abandoned. Genetically modified mosquitoes will not harm humans. They will not harm wildlife. They will save lives, they will protect us from deadly dangerous diseases, and the benefit to risk or reward to risk ratio is so fucking high, it approaches what we see with vaccines. I'm glad that the regulators have the guts to go through with this, and they're here to stay, and good. Well, I have to say about that. Overall, good. We approve. It's great science. Florida, the state that's back in the fucking President Pig shit, even they have managed to say, yeah, that's, you know, this is a conspiracy too far. <laughs> Just release them all. No, and I think, you know, with so. good reason. And, and again, you know, me coming from a, a region of Mexico that is right now in its rainy season, we are dealing with coronavirus and dengue. And that is so problematic because they have similar symptoms. The first symptom, dengue, usually is high fever, which is also a symptom of coronavirus. And so we've had, I think, two cases or four cases, few cases, but few cases that people have died from having both dengue and coronavirus. So, you know, it's very important, especially now if you're dealing with mosquitoes in any country, to be able to manage your mosquito problem so you don't confuse uh, like a diagnosis or, you know, confuse symptoms because it's very a big problem and it's happening right now where i live so a good call yes. for florida and before i 
go into my citations and we move forward together, I would like to say that, you know, this has been going on for a while and there's been tests in other parts of the world as well. And kind of some of the rhetoric that is met with is we can't rely on chemists. We can't rely on chemistry. We can't spray our way out of this. We have to modify DNA, RNA, and be biotechs. Let me just fucking remind you, bio-wanks. As a <laughs> chemist, who deduced the fucking structure of DNA, the properties of it, how it bonds, the double helix or the alpha helix itself. So... Yeah, chemistry has given so much. It it also gave us, you know, penicillin, the very beginning of antibiotics. It's given us uh, so, so much. Well, I just wanted to get that out there because I don't like to think (laughs) biologists, they've got one up over us because they haven't. If it wasn't for chemists, they wouldn't know what DNA even is, but there we are. Aw, well, more credits and applauses to the chemists then. Yay! And then I did say I had some citations, so the... Uh, Centers for Disease Control is the first place to go if you just look at dengue, hemorrhagic fever, US-Mexico board 2005. There's a, a pub, uh, there's a document there which will tell you the first bits I told you, the PDF that I mentioned. The Chad, Chad Racker paper I mentioned is just titled, it's in Nature Medicine 2015, it's titled Buzzkill, colon, Regulatory Uncertainty Plagues Rollout of Genetically Modified Mosquitoes. Uh, there was also a, a Graham paper called, and this was another, was this another nature one? No, this was the Emer- Emergencies Infectious Diseases, 2011. Mosquito-associated dengue virus, Key West, Florida, USA, 2010. A Harris paper, Field Performance of Engineered Male Mosquitoes, and that was Nature Biotechnology in 2011. The Racklaws paper, Surveillance of Dengue Fever Virus, colon, a review of epidemiological models and early warning systems. This was a paper. That was a paper somewhere. I can't remember where I got that from. Uh, 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 I think it was the Tropical Disease Journal. Uh, Radke, 2009, uh, 2012 it was published, and the title of that is Dengue outbreak in Key West, Florida, USA, 2009. And that was another emergency infection disease paper. That's my citations. Awesome. We love citations. And if you guys want the sources, then uh, go check them out firsthand. So, yeah, that that was Oxitec's method. Very, very beautiful method of dealing with mosquito problem and Zengue, Dengue and Zika. Yeah, and I think people don't understand how big exactly this mosquito not, problem not actually is. Um, um, but it's massive. It's really speaking massive. Speaking of really big and massive, oh, wait, no, that's another segue again from uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's time for us to move on to our quick fire, sometimes quick fire, but not so quick fire. Is that right? Yes, exactly. I've got some questions here for the quick fire, not so quick fire, but sometimes quick fire round. I'm ready, whenever you are. All right. Number one. Have we genetically modified animals before, or is this something new? No, we've been doing this for a long time. Look at the Belgian blue is my favorite example of any um, genetically modified animal. The Belgian blue is a a breed of cow that has been bred. Oh, it's disgusting. (laughs) it's It's what I dreamed to be. It has two sets of every muscle group, and it is just an absolute chonk. It is a tank. It is a hoss of a cow. If you just search into your Google machine, Belgian blue cow. That's Belgian, someone who's from Belgium. Blue is in the color, and then cow. What an animal. What a beautiful, Yeah, you made me look it up once. It was so gross. Tank. Oh, my goodness. That'll be me one day, though. Oh gosh. What about um what about like insects? Have we genetically modified them? Yes, yes, um that that's nothing new either, especially insects that we have for food. Ooh. That's very interesting. Um, do you have any examples? I'm sure there's a species of cockroach which has been changed so it can't poo, so when you have farms of millions of them there's no cockroach shit lying around. That's so interesting, like such innovative uh, solutions to such big problems, you know? When you can't pick them out one by one, what do you do? You go straight to the source and fix it from there. 
but also I think I would be absolutely remiss if I didn't say that the insect that has been genetically modified more than any other that I can think of is the fruit fly Drosophila melangaster. Oh wow, they use them for experimentation, right? Like especially like evolution and like family um like generations and stuff like that. Used for everything. And because it's yeah, because the generations multiple generations and downstream effects can be witnessed very in a short period of time, it's such a useful animal. Very interesting. So definitely nothing new. But yeah, you can genetically modify yeasts and no, we, we, you can genetically modify yeasts and bacteria. It's nothing new. Nothing new at all. All right. Well, moving on to the second question. It's just become a buzzword that people don't understand. Yeah, I definitely think so. And I think people might maybe think like it's like little nanobot mosquitoes flying around. And, um, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> all these wet drips that scream it down, 90% of their old soybean has been genetically modified. Yeah, and I think maybe like with all this like microchip talking and stuff like that, people think that this is what mosquitoes are. Sugar, coffee, apples, tomatoes, papaya. What, what is it you like? Avocado. That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's been happening before. All right, second question from the not so quick fire round, as I can see. Um, where do they get mosquitoes to genetically modify? Well, they they, they capture a few mosquitoes and. They, I, I presume they would do it at a larval stage. I was going to say, like, do you collect eggs? Do you collect full-grown mosquitoes? How many do you need? Well, I'm sure that would be in the vaults of the Oxitech research um, facility. In terms of how many you need, just one when you think about it. But they, they, would, they would have the ability to scale out, which is what they did in 750 million. Wow. They, they would be done on a cellular level let them reproduce that and then because they've got to only do it to one cell and then as it copies it copies that mutation through natural mitosis that it would undergo anyway so it does a lot of the work for you you just got to do the hard part and do it once then once you've got it right once it will copy that mm-hmm. um what happens if a genetically mos- modified mosquito bites me a genetically modified mosquito will not bite you because only the male mosquitoes are genetically modified and male mosquitoes do not drink blood, they drink nectar. And so what happens to the female mosquitoes? Well, they die out. Yeah, as far as I, like I said, like from what I understand, apparently they stop reproducing the disease and then, you know, hopefully they just die out eventually and not spread it anymore then. The... the- they, they make a toxin, and the toxin or bacteria that they make, because they've been genetically modified, which they wouldn't normally do, can only be treated with tetracycline, which they're not going to be able to really get hold of unless they walk into a chemist and say, buzz, buzz, motherfucker, give me antibiotics, <laughs> and, and they die out. And they die out young before they can go on to bite people. Well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's an interesting question. Could we adopt the same method to work on different vector-borne diseases? I thought you were going to ask me if we could adopt a mosquito then. No! <laughs> that is I my pet. This is fucking Baz the... Baz the fucking... Mozzie. No, no. I'm thinking this is such an effective, you know, um, method. We've got a lot of um, other vector-borne diseases, could we adopt this into, you know, bats or armadillos or, you know, something else? It, it does depend species by species, by mosquito by mosquito, because it's very fortuitous that the mosquito population won't be massively affected by their loss Things that predate on them can go and predate on other things. Things that they predate on us are basically us and flowers, and they're there regardless. With other animals, you don't always have that luxury. So it may not always be amenable to kill off the population entirely. Ooh, that's a good point. I had not thought about that one. And um, finally, are there any real scientifically-based concerns on genetically modifying species? No. Zero. 
I'm guessing you could also kind of fix them, no? Through genetically modifying them some more. Yeah. Like, ooh, reverse. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. And that's it. Shall I just try that bit again? You can get in touch with us, news <laughs> at gmail.com. If you're laughing, it's because this is the third time I've tried it. Link's in the description. But you won't hear from us till October 5th, so you have to be patient with that. Don't be emailing and resending things, or we will get round to you. No question too stupid. But in the meantime, and in between time, it's time to move forward to arguably the best part of this show, the best part of any show, and I really can see us up on the Golden Globes collecting a, an award and at the Brit Awards with with the gold statues. Marianne, do you know what time it is? Well, I mean, I'm glad you have such high aspirations for us, but I think it sounds like it's Tweet of the Week time. Say it. Say that line. Say it. Oh, right, right, right. Play that funky music, white boy. All right, it is time for a Tweet of the Week. If you do spot any of these wild tweets, wild posts, Facebook, Instagram, send them over to us. You know where we are. But, sweetie, you've got the tweets in front of you. Kick us off. Number one. So, number one. Billy G has diabolical ideas. Block out the sun. Genetically modified killer mosquitoes. GMO vaccine tomatoes. Inject entire human population with a vax that will change their DNA. 5G satellite surveillance and microchips. Why is he allowed to dictate policy on health worldwide? (laughs) Billy G. It took me such a long time to figure out who Billy G was. (laughs) Billy Goat's gruff. (laughs) I thought it was like a singer. I was like, oh dang, why is he dry? I'm like, it's Bill Gates, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Block out the sun. And I love (laughs) I know. He's been so busy 2020. Wow. 5G satellite surveillance, change your DNA. Why is he dictating on how GMO vaccine tomatoes? <laughs> well, he's probably already eaten a few. That's that's the kicker here. You know, anyone who thinks that's they're anti GMO so are deluded because everyone has consumed um, GMO. I like the like vaccine tomatoes. <laughs> it's so vaccine funny. tomatoes. Oh, oh wow, I missed that. One. Yeah. <laughs> A GMO vaccine tomatoes. It's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Bill Gates has been very busy this year, guys. All right, number two. Reminder, this satanic video that at Bill Gates put out as he was releasing 500, 600 million genetically modified mosquitoes on South Florida to cure us of something we don't have. If the solution were optimistic, it would not look like this. Insanity. F you, Bill. Oh. This guy was mad. Started okay, finished mad. Um, for the longest time, I had no idea what "fu" Bill was like. I'm like "foo Bill." <laughs> oh, sweetie, come on. I know, I know. And um, was there a video to accompany this tweet? Yeah, Bill Gates put a video out on his uh, YouTube. He put a video out on somewhere, and it was really dark and gothic and eerie and it kind of panned over a lake towards the Grim Reaper and I think the Grim Reaper was made out of all these mosquitoes and it was about Mosquito Week and it even said, move over sharks, it's Mosquito Week and he wasn't promoting this, it was just mosquito awareness and the <laughs> amount of deaths that are caused by it and you know, it was a very dramatic video I suppose but you know, it's quite a dramatic subject when you think, again, mosquitoes are responsible for more deaths than any when all the wars ever easily. Yeah, I wasn't even joking. Like, when I, it, it was, it, I literally did look this up to make sure, and it was half of the world's population that ever existed from the beginning of humanity up until now. Half of them have died from malaria. I was shocked. I was shocked. I thought, how do we not know more about this, you know, and realize how that mosquitoes kill Bill Gates gets a lot any. of flack in this. I know, I know, like, oh my gosh, and they're adding Poor him too, oh my gosh, check out this next week. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, at Bill Gates, already releasing genetically modified mosquitoes, who knows what else is in them, and as we know, while some extensively tested vaccines do provide positive results for very infectious and deadly conditions, must most do more harm than good. What? Yeah. At Bill Gates, 
what else is in them? I think that's kind of the the issue here with a lot of people. I don't think they're legitimately wanting more people to die from malaria. I think some people just don't understand what genetically modified means and presume immediately it's bad because they've watched too much movies and Hollywood and stuff. And it's like the whole, you know, organic and, you know, let things naturally do. But I don't think people realize, like, how much we had to intervene to make things safe. If you just drink, you know, water that is not being treated, you're very likely to be Oh, if sick. it was like, natural, you know, we'd be dead at 30 fucking five. Yeah, yeah. Everything needs a lot of You want natural. Safe. You want fire stuff. You need to look at St. Anthony's fire. Do you know what that St. Anthony's fire is? No, I don't. If you want organic, you need to read about St. Anthony's fire. St. Anthony's fire comes from ergotism or, or in eating ergot, which is a, a fungus found on rye bread. Mm-hmm. And there was a town in France you know, a few hundred years ago where everyone just went crazy because they'd been eating the ergotamine. And they have hallucinations. It's like being on LSD. They... They are hysterical, and they thought that the solution was to visit the the shrine in Saint Anthony, and that just happened to be in a an area of France that was ergot free. That was all it come down to. But these people would eat each other, and it, the whole you'd have entire villages just like the purge because they're all being dr- driven crazy. Oh yeah, that's what happens without GM. Yeah, no, and, you know, again, I think, I'm pretty sure there was, like, a company uh, a couple years back in San Francisco that started selling raw water, and it was, I think it was called that, raw water, and it was literally just, you know, water that was not treated, and, of course, it shut down very fast, because people realized that they got very sick over this, and, you know, like, this is, this is why we need to intervene in things, guys, like, not everything that is completely untouched by humans is better. You know, you ask those um, poor villages in unsanitary conditions. You ask them if they would want to continue drinking that unfiltered shit, or if they would just love some fluorinated water. We can do an episode of fluorinated water because that really fucks me off as well with the idiots who think that's an issue. You know why you don't get sick when you drink tap water because it's fluorinated. Yeah, and I think people think that anything that's man-made is more toxic than what's natural. But you've got very—I know—as a chemist, you you obviously know that there are very. Uh, natural and very toxic elements out there, and equally there are very man-made, um, you know, things and that are not toxic at all, but they're actually pretty good for us, so again, a lot of misinformation. Indeed. Speaking of ni- misinformation, number four, I still cannot believe at Bill Gates, <laughs> I mean Mengele, posted this video <laughs> now that his genetically modified mosquitoes have been approved for release, knowing that people do not trust his motivations. He uses this imagery. Insane or satanic. Dang, satanic. Look at that. A lot of caps lock in there. A lot of caps lock. But I rose to the occasion, did my duty for Queen and Country. You did. And who's Mengele? You know who Mengele is? Mengele is the infamous doctor of Auschwitz. Oh, oh dear. Oh my goodness. Joseph Joseph Mengele, the Angel of Death. The the song by Slayer, Angel of Death, is about Auschwitz. And yeah. Joseph Mengele, and he would get the do this the, the awful experiments on the prisoners of Auschwitz, the Jewish people. He would he would get twins and do inject them with different stuff and try and change their eye color and bleach them and blah blah. blah. That was mm-hmm, Mengele. Mm-hmm. That's pretty intense compared and i said they're still at bill gates oh my gosh yeah i don't think any of this bothers him personally just because of you know what's he gonna do <laughs> wipe his tears with a hundred dollar bills but yeah no i mean i don't think he has time to look at everything he's tagged in either it's kind of like the people who tagged donald trump or what was that one the fbi yeah <laughs> I love that one still. Sometimes I still think about these tweets like weeks they, they after. They do resonate with you, don't they? You lie in bed, you think, oh, is it? What was yeah. it? Galang Langs? I, I, I don't know. Lang 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 
three more rage face emojis. Bill Gates, military, and NIH funded a mosquito vaccine delivery system. Three more uh. rage face emojis. Remember the millions of genetically modified mosquitoes just released in Florida? RT Patriots. Oh my gosh, I love it. And uh, the fact that they capitalized mosquito vaccine delivery system, like, it's ah, a yes, whole thing. The MVDS. <laughs> yes. Vaccination through mosquitoes. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing even if we could use mosquitoes as, oh, that's just a hypodermic syringe. That's a wonderful and easy to say comment, and I, I use that be... comment myself yeah. in in a presentation in my, I think it was my undergrad in my my kind of dissertation of presentation I did. But it doesn't really work in theory because a syringe can suck up and push in. I, I don't think a mosquito pushes in anything other than natural saliva. It's there to suck blood and move on. It's not there to inject two mils of vaccine and let's remember for a mosquito which is quite a small organism to produce enough vaccine that you've genetically modified it to to then inject you i don't even know if it'd be able to fly properly yeah no i mean you know you would have to be bitten by like six seven eight nine ten mosquitoes to you know actually right. get any sort of effect i'm guessing i don't i don't but it wouldn't be such a bad idea it doesn't to quite honest. work that way but <sighs> I wish it did. We could vaccinate everyone without them knowing, and it'd be so easy. You'd be like, oh, I'm anti-vax, that's cool, crack on, you're getting vaxxed anyway. Yeah, you like going to the beach? Well, you're getting vaxxed anyways. <laughs> oh dear. Number six. Bill Gates. They actually starred themselves there. They were very considerate. Bill Gates. This, from a man who does experiments with vaccines on children in Africa. Now he's planning on releasing 750 million genetically modified mosquitoes in ethyl. Middle finger, middle finger, middle finger. <laughs> How does Bill Gates get dragged into I don't all think this? This man does vaccines I on know. children. <laughs> he may have developed vaccines for children in Africa, a noble endeavor for anyone, Bill Gates or not. But I don't think it, we should call them experiments. Well, no, I mean. Again, we're seeing that how vaccines go through many trials of these things. You don't experiment on them with children in Africa. I feel bad for Bill Gates. He's getting so dragged into this. I don't feel bad for him because he is a public figure and he has so much money that I, I can't possibly feel bad for him ever. But it is comical, the amount of good that he actually does as a billionaire compared to many others. And the amount of flack he actually receives for it. Yeah, and and I think, you know, like, it's a noble effort, like you said, to be dealing in, like, vaccines and medicine and trying to, you know, make the world a better place through science. And yet you get dragged by people who seriously think that he goes and experiments on African children. <laughs> but, look, the next one's even better, and it involves Bill Gates, too. This is funny. Yeah. This is Number right. seven. Bill Gates is a psychopath. Genetically modified mosquitoes now by someone who isn't even a scientist or doctor. In fact, he didn't even graduate from college. Hashtag lock him up. And the people giving him so much evil power of humanity. <laughs> this guy seriously thinks that wow. he spends his nights, you know, in his garage, like trying to genetically modify these mosquitoes. <laughs> with, with a chalkboard. <laughs> You know, scratching his fucking head, just <laughs> grinning maniacally as he draws big lines across the board, linking up dots Ooh. and ideas as equations somewhere in the corner. His wife comes in. What are you up to, Bill? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing at all. He has nothing better to do with his time. <laughs> flying syringes. Melinda, they're flying fucking syringes. We can vaccinate the whole world with my 5G oh, syringes. Alright, Bill, whatever you do, you wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Dinner's ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, he's not a scientist or a doctor. He didn't even graduate from college. Like, again, you seriously think Bill Gates, you know, makes his own vaccines and does his own thing? <laughs> like, he funds the, the scientists who do the work and then says to him, look, shh, pretend this is good for human. Shh. 
don't tell them hypodermic yeah. syringes. <laughs> this sort of... Oh, my God. You know, just head in the clouds, you know, space cadet is more what I expect from Elon Musk than Bill Bloody Gates, but anyway. Number eight. The end result is obviously the same, and I agree that both are horrific. If I had to choose which was best between Nazis, communism, and mosquitoes, I'd choose mosquitoes. <laughs> I think this is my favorite. I did not see this one coming. Oh my god, choosing between Nazis, communism, and mosquitoes, I'd choose this mosquitoes. This <laughs> comment was selected from about 20 that I could have selected in a conversation on Twitter between a, a few people. Basically saying, these genetically modified mosquitoes are the worst thing to ever happen to humanity. And then some will say, well, Nazis were pretty bad. And some will say, well, Nazis were bad, but communism was just as bad. And the conversation continued until someone just said, the end result is obviously the same. And I agree, they are both horrific. If I had to choose which was the best between Nazis, communism, and mosquitoes, I would choose mosquitoes. So even this oh person, that they're all anti GMO has still said, well, I suppose GM mosquitoes are better than Nazism and communism. And that, oh, <laughs> maybe that could have been the. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I'm like shocked at this. Like, GM mosquitoes are bad, but I guess Nazism is worse. Yeah. Fuck. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. All right, number nine. This genetically modified mosquito will be their other weapon to cause another quote unquote pandemic. COVID-19, which has many ties to Gates Foundation, isn't working, so they will unleash this one. Everyone, be prepared. (sighs) So many ties to the Gates Foundation that I'm not going to mention or discuss or find citations for. Oh, and it's like ties in COVID-19, the Gates Foundation, modified mosquitoes honestly we're just missing communism here and this would be like a golden tweet microchips well thankfully we had that in the tweet above so yeah (laughs) oh that's insane wow there there was some really crackers this week which was your favorite tweet of the week oh hands down number eight the end result is obviously the same and i agree they are both horrific if I had to choose which was best between Nazis, communism, and mosquitoes, I'd choose mosquitoes. <laughs> the, just, the only I, one supporting GMO mosquitoes. <laughs> I have, I know, but I have it, no idea how this, like, but, if you gave me no context, I'd be like, what? It was quite the discussion. That, too, is also my favourite, but I did read it out already, so. <sighs> yeah, pick another one. Yeah, I guess it would have to be number seven. Bill Gates is a psychopath. Genetically <laughs> modified mosquitoes, now by someone who isn't even a scientist or doctor. In fact, he didn't even graduate from college. Hashtag lock him up. And the people giving him so much evil power of humanity. And as I said, evil. I, I got my hands clasped together and I'm just... just Direct caressing each of my fingertips against the other as we go back and forth. <laughs> evil, Doctor Evil. That was Where's my, my pussy to stroke. Oh, and speaking of pussies oh, yeah, to yeah, stroke, yeah. oh, that's another segue. I must stop doing this. Oh dear. So there were the nine tweets, and as is customary, we always like to finish with a, a palate cleansing tweet. Number ten is always just to remind us that there is some hope in the world and. There are people, purporters of truth, who tweet such. And today, this was tweeted by Alison Wonderland, at Alison Krista. Friend, I have this great new detox system. It's all natural and actually works, I swear. Me. Is it your liver and kidneys? I bet it's your liver and kidneys. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I thought that is cracking all this. Oh, I'm antioxidants, this and blah blah blah, and organic and whatever. It's your liver and your kidneys, isn't it? Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, yeah. There's clearly a lot of lack of information on what genetically modifying is, and Bill Gates would probably put out a statement saying he's not involved in any of this. I think he apparently funded 
some money for the research. But I don't even know if that's true because that's based on tweets by people who tweet this shit. So I don't even know how, how reliable that information is. <laughs> but that said, that yeah. was, or this concludes rather, episode 15 of Bearing Fake News. Please bear with us for a couple of weeks. I've got to fly around the world. I've got to sign some legal documentation, forever enamoring myself to the lovely queen of Bearing Fake News, Mariella, and then somehow get back amidst all the chaos in the world and cancellations and credit cards being run up because of said cancellations and theses to do in and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 5th of October, Monday, the 5th of October. We'll be back. What the hell are we talking about on the 5th of October? Do you remember? Um, I think maybe we should see and wait and, and play out, see how the world plays out and see if there's anything else. But I kind of suggested that we could talk about the Russian guy who was poisoned and how um, poisons work, for example. We can talk about organophosphines or organophosphates and Novichok, absolutely. I don't mind discussing that at all. In fact, there was once a PhD PhD or was it a job? Oh, it was a job at Porton Down working with them and I declined to get involved for the same reason I declined the organouranium PhD. There are parts of a periodic table a gentleman does not get. <laughs> and we look we'll forward see. to we'll see. we look forward to seeing you on October 5th please do bear with us and in the meantime in between time look after yourselves and each other this has been burying fake news this is the show where we give you the ammo needed to blast the cretins the mouth breathers the knuckle draggers the people who just shit up social media with this sort of nonsense and we want to stem this incessant flow of fake news and oh, just oh, it's a belligerence uh so this is science for non-science people and we hope you had much fun listening as we did making this and we look forward to joining you very shortly in a was it a month from here now yeah, just about. Just about. We'd love to hear from you, bearingfakenews at gmail.com. Follow us on social media. We are all over the place. Facebook, if you're listening to this on YouTube, like, subscribe. If my if you're listening to this to go to sleep and my voice soothes you and I've got a fucking soothing voice, you best subscribe. Otherwise, I'm going to come and get you in your sleep. Oh, gosh. Peace out, homies. See you on October 5th. Can't wait. Maria, say goodnight, baby. Good night, guys. See you soon. I thought you were going to say, say goodnight, baby. Goodnight, baby. Ooh.